0: Nothing But the Words, episode number two, the only good reason to write a book. Welcome to Nothing But the Words, the podcast that gives you everything you need to know to write a phenomenal book. Now here's your host, your author coach, Candace L. Davis. Welcome to Nothing But The Words. I'm your author coach, Candace L. Davis. In this episode, we're going to examine why you should or should not write a book. And we're going to boil it down to the only good reason. There's just one, why anyone should ever write a book. So if you're thinking about becoming an author or you've already started writing a book of any kind, fiction or nonfiction, it doesn't really matter. I'm going to help you define your reason behind writing your book and make sure it's a good one. Help you really validate this reason. And the good news is it's a really simple process to validate your reason for writing your book. On Nothing But The Words, my goal is to share with you all the tools and resources and habits I've learned and accumulated over the last decade or a little more that I've spent as an author coach, ghostwriter, and book editor. My guests and I will delve into topics from how to get over writer's block to how to manage multiple book ideas, become a better writer, self-publishing versus traditional publishing, and more. Because my ultimate goal Is to help you write a book you can be proud to put your name on and to do it faster than you ever thought you could while still making it great. And as you'll see in the coming episodes, there are many paths to that destination. The way I do it or the way my clients do it won't necessarily be the way that you do it. So today I want to talk to you about the reasons why people write books. And there are many that are pretty common, but there are probably some that I haven't thought of or run into. It doesn't really matter because ultimately there's only one good reason to write a book. Over the last decade, I've written more than 18 books as a ghostwriter, as a paid co-writer under my pen name, C.R. Byron, and under my own name. And I've written business books. I've written memoirs, personal development books, fiction, how-to books, cookbooks, and more. As an author coach, I've guided dozens of people to write their own books. And as a book editor, I've edited lots of books across genres. Right now, I'm coaching clients who are writing memoirs, books about marriage, books about online business, business branding, and more. And the thing is that everyone has their own reason for wanting to become an author. Everyone has their own reason for writing a book. So we're gonna go through some of the most common reasons and see if you find yourself in any of these. And I'm guessing you probably will. So because I work with a lot of business owners, a lot of entrepreneurs, many of my coaching clients want to write a book to build their business. Some of my clients give away their books. They give them away as lead generation um, reward. So basically, if you get their book through download or through a speaking engagement where they're giving it away, you have to sign up for their email list in exchange for your copy of the book. That, lead, that allows the client to lead their readers to their other products and services. So that's just one of the ways people use their books to build their business. There are innumerable ways that you can do that. Some people actually sell products directly from their books. Not the easiest thing to do, but certainly doable. Some people just write their books to make money. To make money. It's a valid reason to write a book. Now, I come from a literary fiction background. I spent I don't know, 10 plus years studying the writing of literary fiction. And the myth that I took on as a belief during that process was that you can't make a living writing books. Many of these people were publishing with small presses. They got not very big advances. Many of them were publishing with bigger presses, but they lived in expensive places like Los Angeles. So it would take a larger amount of money to feel like you're making a living writing books. However, what I've found is that it's just a myth. The idea that you can't make a living writing books just is not true. Now, most of my clients who make a living writing books do other things at the same time. Maybe the writing of the book is a side gig for them, or maybe it's a feeder into their business, but they still make money with their book sales. They still make money with their book sales. When you sell tens of thousands of books, as several of my clients have, You make some money. Now, some of them go the traditional route and they get an advance from a publisher and they make money that way. But the vast majority of my clients go the independent publishing route. And so they have to invest a certain amount of money in their editor, their book cover designer, their interior layout designer, and and all of these things. And they want to get a return on that investment. So they have a marketing plan and they market that book when they're done. You can make money if you do it the right way by writing books. And it's a fully legitimate reason to want to write a book. I've had many people say to me that that feels selfish or self-serving. Well, guess what? Your book serves your readers. You put a lot of effort into it and it should serve you as well. Many of my clients are speakers and they write their books because they want to grow their platform as a speaker. So they've found that many event planners want you to have something tangible that you can bring to the event. And many times a book is the easiest thing to position as something that you could set at a table and sell something tangible that people can leave the event with that will remind them of you something that they will take away with them when they leave the event not just their memories or their notes, but something they can hold in their hand. So some of my clients have wisely used that as a, a way to get more money from their speaking engagement. So number one, they just find engagements where if you don't have a book, you have to have something else that they don't have, like a PhD, for example. And writing a book is a lot easier <laughs> for most people than getting a doctorate. So They've been they've had opportunities where they could have spoken, but not having a book kept them from being able to book the engagement. And so they've found that writing a book helped them to get more prestigious speaking engagements. They found that there are times when the event planner says, we can't our company, typically it's corporations, doesn't have a budget to pay speakers. However, they do have an educational budget and they will buy books for their attendees or their employees out of that educational budget and so the speaker slash author is still able to uh, make a good return to make a good speaker fee through the form of book purchases as opposed to through the form of uh, an actual speaker fee so many of my clients have written their books to expand their platform as a speaker Others have written their books because they want to be seen as an expert. In this culture, we still correlate author and authority. Same word, almost author and authority. When we say she wrote the book on the subject, we mean she's the expert on that subject. So in order to be seen as an expert, an expert, you can get a PhD. But the second best way to be seen as an expert is to write your book on the topic. And then you can do that a lot faster, as I mentioned, than going back to graduate school. But, you know, if grad school's for you. Go for it. But writing your book is a way to reach more people than that PhD ever will and put yourself in front of them as the expert. Many of my clients write their books because they want to land media appearances. They wanna get on TV and radio and podcasts that are a little bit hard to get on, so that they can get more visibility, get in front of a broader audience for themselves and also for their businesses, right? Whether you're a coach or a consultant, or even an author who doesn't have an additional business, you want more people to know about your products. That product might be a service, it might be a physical product, it might be a book, it might be a digital product, but you wanna be in front of people so they can learn about you and your audience. So if you look at talk shows, television news or daytime talk shows or even evening talk shows, the vast majority of the experts that you see on these shows have written a book. This is why they are seen as the authority in their niche. My clients have used their books to land land appearances on shows like Dr. Phil, the Steve Harvey Talk Show, the Steve Harvey Radio Morning Show, Good Morning America, the Today Show, Sister Circle Live, Canada AM, and more. Big podcast names, too. And I don't have that list in front of me. I wish I did because they've landed on some really substantial podcasts. And the beautiful thing about podcasts, the television is great. Radio is also great. But the wonderful thing about podcasts is that they live basically forever, on iTunes and Stitcher. So don't discount podcasts as a place where you would want to make media appearances, because someone may come along a year later and hear that podcast episode that you did, while it's unlikely that they'll come along and see your um, TV appearance, unless it lives on the internet. I'm really waiting for one of my clients to call me and say they just got Super Soul Sunday. And I'm not even kidding because I know that day is coming. My clients write amazing books that are transformational in their niches. And I I can see that on the radar in the future. I'm calling a few clients out here. Landing these shows, though, gives my clients a whole lot more than just bragging rights. Bragging rights are great, by the way, because when you tell people you were on Dr. Phil talking about your book, they tend to listen, right? But they get more than bragging rights. These appearances help my clients, first of all, sell more books, because when you're on TV or radio talking about your books, people are likely to hear about them and want to check them out. But it's helped them spread their message. If they have a philosophy they really believe in or a story they really want to tell, These media appearances help them do it on a much bigger scale than they could do on their own. And then landing those shows, of course, gives them credibility to be able to go out and land additional shows to get more clients and more customers, better speaking gigs. Some people write their books because they want to share an important story. It may be their own life story. It may be someone else's story. My client, Suzanne Bernier, is a crisis uh, crisis preparation consultant and/or emergency preparation consultant, and she wrote a book called Disaster Heroes. Now, Suzanne doesn't consider herself a disaster hero, although I would say. Many of us would disagree with that in some ways, but she wrote a book called Disaster Heroes in which she profiled several different civilians who, in times of natural disaster or man-made disaster, stepped up to really make a difference for their community or another community, which they weren't even a part of. And she pro- she interviewed these people profiled them in disaster heroes because she really wanted to shine a spotlight on those people. At the same time, Suzanne also wanted to improve her visibility in her niche. And out of that book, she was able to actually land a speaking engagement at the White House under President Obama, no less. She was able to go to the White House and speak. Without that book, Whoever was on that selection committee would never have heard of Suzanne. There are many people who do what she does, but very few. I don't know if there are any, honestly, who've written a book like the one that she wrote, Disaster Heroes. It's a fantastic book. And at no point does she make it about her. There's nothing wrong with writing a memoir that's all about you. But that wasn't what she was about. Suzanne's book was really about profiling other people. These were stories that she felt like other people deserved to know. And she thought that these people deserved to have a spotlight on them and she made that happen. And as a result, not only was she able to get their stories out, but she was able to really up level her business and begin to demand to be paid for her speaking as well. Some people wanna write a book just to exercise their creativity. My client, Barbara Combs Williams, is a novelist and short story writer and children's book writer. And Barbara actually s- decided in her retirement that she would give dedicate her time to writing fiction, right? So many people exercise their creativity through the writing of fiction. And that was really important to her. She had stories that were in her head that she had been getting on the page for years. She just needed an opportunity to release them to the world. And for her, she did that first by writing a novel, next by writing a children's book. And she has many more books inside of her that I'm sure will come out in the coming months and years. The thing with Barbara was she was stuck between art and commerce. She was in that battle. Would she be able to tell her stories and make money? And the reality is that yes, you can. And yes, she has. If you get out there and promote your books. So exercising your creativity is not necessarily a uh, money draining habit. If you decide that you're going to Write your book to exercise your creativity, to give people entertainment or escape or enlightenment or even education, whatever it is that you're giving them. You can still also make money with your book. Some people write books just to teach people how to do something. They have knowledge that they want to share. My very first client, we wrote a cookbook together. And she did that because she wanted to reignite the interest in making homemade meals. For her, food is about love and family and coming together around the dinner table and having a real breakfast before you go off to school and work and taking a really good lunch that will will get you through your day and make you feel good and not tired with you when you go. And so she wrote a cookbook for that reason. She wanted to share her knowledge. She also wanted to increase her visibility. You keep hearing me say these also's and that's because you should always have two reasons for writing your book. You should have a reason that serves your readers and you should have a reason that serves you, the authors. So listen, lots of people want to build a business so they can or increase their speaking platform or share a story. They don't actually want to be authors. They don't wanna write a book. They don't want to be out there promoting a book. They don't wanna be signing books. They don't wanna be talking about books. They have no interest. If that is you, I release you. You should not write a book, even no matter how many people tell you, hey girl, you know you have a great story. You really should write a book. If your heart has no desire to be an author, you can release that to the world and not write a book. It's not a requirement regardless of what anyone else says. However, if you do want to write a book, I hope you have a compelling reason. You will need compelling reasons that serve a compelling reason to serve your audience and a compelling reason that serves you because this is a marathon and you've got to keep going until you cross the finish line and your reason can pull you across the finish line. The only good reason, and this is what it really boils down to, the only good reason to write a book is because you want to. Because you want to. It doesn't matter if you want to so that you can make money. You want to so that you can be famous. People have gotten famous by writing books. Now, they may only be internet famous, or they may be Stephen King, Terry McMillan famous. Your reason is legitimate as long as you like it. If you like your reason for writing a book, then the only good reason to write a book is because you want to. Now, if you really want to become an author, but you just do not want to write a book, that's what ghostwriters are for. A good ghostwriter does not come cheap. Well, they may come cheap, but if they come cheap, you need to look at it with deep skepticism and get a real understanding for why this is cheap, because it's real work to write your book for you. But for many people, it's worth the investment to become an author without actually writing the book. So they'll pay fifteen or $20,000 to be able to have their name on the front of the book and let someone else do the writing work. But if you want to write a book, let me share what action you can take today sit down in a quiet place. This is your action step and examine your reasons. And the best way to do this as with almost all the action steps is with a pen and paper or an open document on your laptop or even on your phone, write down your thoughts about why you're writing a book. And you should come up with at least two legitimate reasons, reasons you really believe and can commit to and are invested in one for your readers. What are they going to get out of this? How is your book serving them? How is your book serving them? And what, are you going to get out of it? And I beg of you not to be that person who won't give themselves anything out of it. You deserve to get something out of your book that's serving your readers. Writing down your thoughts about it, writing down your reasons will let you be accountable and look at them with clear eyes, okay? So today's action step is to ask yourself the question, why am I writing this book? Why do I wanna write a book? Write down your answers and keep that those two or more compelling reasons in front of you and remember there is no wrong answer the only wrong answer is one that doesn't serve you or one that you don't believe in if you want to write a book that's the only good reason you need to write it now explain to yourself why you want to write it how will it serve your readers and how will it serve you I'm your author coach, Candace L. Davis. And if you enjoyed this episode, I invite you to subscribe to Nothing But the Words on iTunes, Stitcher, or YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. I'll see you next time.